Last time on Improv Tabletop, we met the three heroes of our new adventure. Pennysworth McScrooge, the hedge fund manager from America, and John Paisley, the family man from America, with his two beautiful boys, Dave and Buster, uh, they decided to hire a guide to take them on a camping trip into the outback, a rough-and-tumble frontiersman by the name of Bingo Dingo. So they'd been hiking out in the outback for about a day or so when in the middle of the night, bombs fell on Australia. Turns out that Canada had declared war on the entire world. They'd been hiding their missile silos in their national parks. And now our three heroes and their sons and their manservants are going to have to figure out how to make it back to civilization and how to survive this nuclear post-apocalypse in the fallout back. What's shaking? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton from Puyallup. Evan Peterson uh, from Nampa. Justin Porter from Parker. And I, for the folks at home, am from Rexburg. We're going to get back into uh, the fallout back. We're, we're going to probably just display even more how much we only really know the stereotypes of Australian culture. I learned this past week that the outback and the bush are not the same thing. So there's that. But anyway, you guys are somewhere in the outback. The mushroom cloud is still kind of lingering in the distance. You've picked up your machetes, you've picked up your trank guns, you've got your tents all packed up, and uh, you're trying to get a move on before everything gets mutated. So we'll say you guys have been walking for maybe a couple hours at this point, and you haven't run anyth- anything spooky yet, but how are, uh, how are people feeling about this development? Let's talk with Pennysworth McScrooge. You weren't even supposed to be on this camping trip originally. Um, what's going through Pennysworth's head right now? Uh, I really hope that Gentry packed up the tent right, because if he breaks those poles, man, I do not want to have to make another trip to Costco. Mm, the working classes big box store. Yeah, I'll probably make him go anyway, but still, it'd be a pain to not have him around for an hour. Yeah. John... John Paisley, our family man. Buster and Dave have been... They've been pretty silent this entire time. Um, They've just been trudging along. Every so often you'll see Dave reach towards his pocket as if he's trying to grab his cell phone and realize that it's not there and then just kind of give a big heavy sigh and keep walking. What's going through John's head right now? John is... He's really worried that his wife is not going to let him go out very often. And his marriage is already a little rocky. And he, this was his opportunity to show her that he is the family man and that he can keep this family together. So they, things aren't going according to plan. Um, and he's got things he's got to attend to when he gets back. So Yeah, what's uh, the most, aside from, you know, getting your son stranded in the outback in the middle of the post-apocalypse, what's the most recent thing that John has done that's putting his marriage on the rocks? Well, John spends a lot of late nights at work, and those late nights turn into, uh, let's just say he's, he's, he's been hitting the sauce. He's just, he's not, he's not as nice and, um, clean as you would think he is. He's still a little, he's, he's, he's got needs. He's a man. (laughs) (laughs) 
So heads out Saturday night and before he goes to church the next morning, just a whole lot of mouthwash trying to get the booze sent off of his breath and pack up the kids and go. Yep, pretty much. Man, okay, that took a turn. Uh, Bingo dingo. Uh, What's going through your mind right now? You've gone on a lot of trips into the outback before, but this is the first time that the world has ended while you've done it. The world is probably going to end anyway. But uh, Bingo Dingo keeps looking off at the mushroom cloud as it goes up into the sky and just thinks to himself, it's so beautiful. And then looks around warily at all the crazy stuff that could be out there because he knows all of it. But he doesn't know what the combination of that beautiful mushroom cloud and all the crazy stuff in the outback could become. Yeah, as you're gazing out across this blasted landscape, you're you're definitely keeping your eyes peeled for anything anomalous. Go ahead and roll a clever check. Oof. Uh, that is a minus two. Minus two. Yeah, you, you've been looking around all night, keeping your eye open for just crazy stuff. And, and in this moment, you're just so taken with the beauty of this mushroom cloud that uh, you maybe aren't paying as close attention as you could. So something unfortunate might happen here unless you want to spend a fate point to reroll that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend a fate point. All right. Do you want to do the plus two or the reroll? I'm going to do the reroll. Okay. And which aspect are you going to use for that? I'm going to invoke the aspect of seize everything as a threat and kind of shake myself out of this it's so beautiful reverie that I've been going into uh, and double down on my efforts. All right. Go ahead and reroll that clever check then. <laughs> That's exactly the same roll. So, yeah, you're leading the group along and... Uh, after you're going, you find yourself kind of going down into this canyon-type area. Um, the walls are coming up on each side of you, and you can just see, as you look straight down the canyon, up above the horizon is still that beautiful nuclear glow. Is it purple now? Man, you could have sworn it was green just a second ago. That's pretty dope. And next thing you know, you all hear these kind of skittering noises all around you coming in from all sides as you're in this canyon area. And you kind of look around at the walls of the canyons and you see there are large caves that have been naturally carved into the sides of these canyons. And it seems that this skittering noise is coming around at you from all sides uh, from these caves in the canyon walls. Dave, Buster, I want you all to hold hands. Buster goes and grabs Dave's hand, and Dave pulls it away, and they kind of argue back and forth before finally they grab hands, uh, reluctantly. Hey, Dingo Man, um, is this, uh, is this something we gotta be worried about? Well, that skittering noise could be a number of things. Not sure which it is at this point, but since the world is ending, I don't know much of anything anymore. So Then what are, what am I paying you for if you're not sure what the skittering noise is? Listen, all I'm saying is it could be snakes, it could be mutant koalas, it could be mutant gators that have tracked us across the outback. Are you trying to, like, nickel and dime me? Because I can pay you more if you'll just tell me what this noise is. I got more money if that's what you want. I mean, I'll always take your money. Will you tell me what the skittering noise is? Let's find out, shall we? And I'll plunge forward into the canyon... Yeah, you start heading forward at a bit more of a brisk pace, and uh, all of you, you're walking along, kind of picking up your stride, and 
everybody now go ahead and roll with clever. I got a one. Oh, nope, I got a zero. Got a minus two. Woof. Man, not an incredibly clever group we got here. <laughs> um, but, uh, John, since you actually got a positive number, you're kind of peering back behind your shoulder every now and then. You know, you gotta keep your kids safe. And you peek backwards as you're sprinting along, and you can see something beginning to crawl out of one of those tunnels. And it is pretty enormous. It is a winged creature with insectoid features, six legs, a large proboscis coming out the front, needle-like and sharp, a furry thorax. And as it begins to buzz its wings, you hear this incredibly irritating hum as this giant mosquito, like the size of a helicopter, pops out of the side of this canyon. And you continue to look back and you see further along behind you, some more of them start popping out. And it looks like they're about ready to start giving chase. Oh, 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 no, oh, no. Everybody run, run! And sounds to me like we are ready to roll some initiative. So for this one, we're going to need everybody to roll with quick. That is a plus one for Bingo Dingo. Zero for Pennysworth McScrooge. And a plus three for John. That means, uh, John, you get to go first. Uh, what would you like to do? I'd like to grab both my boys' hands and run. All right. You reach down. You kind of break into the center where they had been holding hands and put yourself right in the middle. Go ahead and... Uh, roll another quick check to see how well you do. Negative one. Negative one. Oof. So as you're trying to make some distance between yourself and these mosquitoes, you can either just fail that or you can succeed at a serious cost. Can I use a fate point at this point? Or Yeah, you can reroll that or add a plus two if you'd like to. I'm going to add a plus two. So you spend a fate point. Which of your aspects are you using to fuel that? I'm doing it for my boys. You start running and you see that uh, the closest mosquito is beginning to bear down on Dave and Buster, getting super close. And you can see the tip of that uh, snout that the mosquito has is like inches away from Buster's neck. And so you just put on an extra burst of speed and you manage to pull away from this situation here. I feel like this falls under the creating an advantage sort of situation. So succeeding on that, uh, you can generate uh, one free invocation on an aspect. The aspect that I'm going to give to these mosquitoes is blood reliant. Why not? That doesn't sound good. Yeah. So you get a free invocation on that aspect of these mosquitoes. They are blood reliant. If you can figure out how to use that to your advantage, then uh, you can get a free invocation on that. Uh, but now it is time for the mosquitoes. These guys are going to try and I'm going to see how well they do to get close up into the melee here. So I'm going to have them roll with quick. Wow, that is a minus one on this. The mosquitoes, as much as they're trying and trying to rush after you guys, you know that thing about bees where it's like their bodies are too big for their wings, so how do they fly? Turns out when you make a mosquito giant, uh, its body gets a lot more heavy and they suddenly start realizing, wait a second, this isn't great, what's going on here? So they're beginning to fall behind you guys 
pretty rapidly actually, um, but there is uh, that one who initially saw you guys and had kind of a head start. Still hasn't reached you yet, but is still a present danger. That is going to bring us next to Bingo Dingo. So are we all running from these mozzies? I will follow your lead. Right, let's run, see if we can outrun them. And I will book it, dragging whoever else is with me. Go ahead and roll with quick. That is a plus one. Plus one. All right, yeah. You reach out and we'll say you grab Penny's worth. He's the one who's been griping the most about this whole situation. So you just grab him and start pulling him along with you. And you start getting some good ground on these guys. Um, and as you look back to kind of cheer triumphantly, you see Gentry is still back there. Uh, he's the only one who hasn't managed to pull ahead yet. And the mosquito's getting pretty close in on him. So what he's going to do, he is going to try and do something clever. Yeah, wow. He gets a plus four on that check. Whoa. So he succeeds with style. Uh, he He's rummaging through his pack and Penny's worth. You're just like, oh boy, there goes my manservant. Gonna have to get a new one. And at the last moment, he just skids to a stop, turns around, and he pulls out that can of bug spray that he'd had earlier, and he just blasts this giant mosquito right in the face. And the mosquito, as soon as these fumes enter into its nostrils, whatever weird mutation is going on in here, you see it's like it begins combusting from the inside. Like there's this little miniature explosion inside of its thorax. And then it continues down its abdomen, almost like you might see, you know, one of the starships in Star Wars or something where it starts exploding in one place and then the explosions just continue down. And this mosquito falls into a burning heap and Gentry continues running after you. Uh, the rest of the mosquitoes, as they see what's happened here, what with them having trouble flying in the first place, now they're like, okay, there goes Fred. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll find something easier. Maybe we'll find some cows or something. So the mosquitoes actually start peeling off and flying back into the canyon away from you. Ah, I knew we could outrun those mozzies. Gentry? Yes? That was incredibly rude of you to fall behind like that. I want you to keep up next time. I'm incredibly sorry. Um, I, I I got the wrong orthotics in my shoes. Um, I'll make sure to put the right ones in there so my step can be a little more springy. I didn't ask any questions about your shoes, but all right. Thanks for telling me, I guess. You're welcome. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. And he puts the bug spray back into his pack and just falls into step next to you. All right, bingo. What's plan now? Obviously, we didn't outrun the mutation. Yeah, yeah, but we better watch out because those are surely not the only bites that are out here, all right? Right, that's why I'm asking what the game plan is, man. We gotta, I don't know, we gotta do something. Listen, when you're out in the roughs like this, you gotta be rougher than the roughs. Obviously, these mutations haven't hit us, so we've gotta be tougher than them somehow. And I'll go to the underbrush nearby and start hacking and chopping and gathering some camouflage for everybody to put all over themselves. Mm. All right. Go ahead and roll with careful. That's a plus one. Plus one. All right. So you're hacking through, you're grabbing some vines, some vegetation, and you start putting it all over your friends, making some impromptu ghillie suits, as it were. And as you're going out to grab, like, the last little bit of vegetation for your camouflage, you hack and 
you hear what sounds like talking off in the distance. Um, but since you were careful enough, it seems that you weren't noticed. I'll just hold up my hands, motion for everybody to be silent, and I'll creep over there, see if I can hear anything distinct. And as you get close, you start hearing the voice say, And man, those gators, they're just really nasty all of a sudden. I mean, they were really nasty before, but now they're just super, super nasty. And as you peek your head up over uh, this rock, you see some fuzzy-looking creatures uh, about the size of a man, but you, you know, being accustomed to the flora and fauna of the outback as you are, you recognize these are some quokkas, uh, these little marsupialoid creatures. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and send a picture in our chat real quick. Our audience can go ahead and uh, look this up on your own time. I definitely recommend it. They're the... Uh cutest things on earth right or is that what these are pretty much yeah so yeah as you look into what appears to be a camp of some kind you see these three quokkas human sized and they've got a little fire that they've made and uh they've got some giant mushrooms that they're roasting over this fire and that same voice says again i mean i thought that jeremy might be able to make it out alive but gosh we lost him i'm feeling pretty bummed about it Bingo Dingo from where he is listening will <laughs> creep back to the group and uh, explain what's going on. Well, do you think we should go try and talk to him? Listen, man, I feel like I'm asking you a lot of questions about survival, and uh, so far y- you sound like a middle-aged mom trying to sell me a multi-level marketing scheme. I have no idea what that means. What it means is you're saying a lot of words, but none of them really mean anything. It's exactly how I feel about you, mate. Let's go talk to these bunyips, shall we? And I lead the whole group up and over the ridge to talk to the quokkas. And so you uh, kind of come in here brazenly, uh, completely out in the open, and one of the quokkas notices you and goes, Ah, guys, guys, we got visitors. Oh, man. And they all just get up and they start like running around in circles. Not really sure what to do in this case. And they're like bumping into each other. And it's just ridiculously adorable. Hold up. Hold up. We ain't gonna hurt you. All right? Just calm down. We're in the same situation as you. Did you lose your friend Jeremy too? Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Jeremy. Man, I'm glad that we found some kindred spirits out here. I mean, there's crazy stuff going on here. Yesterday, I was just a little guy, but now I'm the same size as you. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting, but uh, you're all quite, I mean, not quite beautiful, but uh, you're pretty darn cute. Yeah, that's our best feature. I figure that's the main thing that's kept us alive out here. It's basically the apocalypse right now. I saw a giant crocodile turn to a giant spider, and I'm not really sure which one won. I think they both lost, ultimately. Because, you know, the crocodile got a bunch of the legs off of that spider, but the spider got its fangs into that crocodile, and that was a lot of screaming. It was really freaky, so I ran away, because that's what I'm good at. Yeah, we came across a bunch of mozzies that were bigger than you, bigger than me, and uh, we outran them too. Hey, I think it might be a good idea if we stick with you, because you look capable. And that is a thing that I'm not sure that we are. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, stick with me. Okay, 
We were about to head in the direction of the shore because, you know, that's where water is. And water is kind of the thing that keeps people alive. But we're kind of scared. There's weird stuff going on there. We didn't see exactly what it was, but there's something big blocking the way to get from here to the shore. Can I pull John Paisley off to the side for a minute? Yes. Hey, what uh, what's your read on Dingo Man? I'm starting to think maybe he's not even the most qualified to be leading us, and he's supposed to be our guide, but he seems just as clueless as you or me, you know? Well, um, maybe that's just how Australians are. I mean, we as Americans have a higher standard than most other people in this world, and I just think that maybe we're just being, we're being duped by, by an Australian, by Mr. Crocodile Hunter here. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, you know... I think that's the smartest thing you've said on this whole trip. <sighs> do you think we leave them in power, or do we try and convince these uh, new guys, I guess we'll call them, that uh, one of us is in power? I think that uh, I'm just more concerned about my family, and I think that maybe we're better in numbers, so we should just play along and just let him think that he's the leader, and hopefully we just get out of this mess and get back to the States. All right. Yeah, that seems fair. Got enough problems on our plate without rocking the boat too much. Uh, Both of you, as you're uh, having this conversation, go ahead and roll another clever check for me. Plus three. Plus two. Nice. You look over towards Bingo Dingo, where he's talking just completely enamored with this quokka. Uh, The two of them are bantering back and forth, and Bingo Dingo is... Uh, chuckling heartily at the wit and charm of this giant fuzzy creature. Uh, You see the other two quokkas have kind of secluded themselves off to the side, and they are speaking much the same way that you two are. Uh, And you notice them glancing back at Bingo Dingo every so often, and you notice one of them has in its hand a giant thorn that uh, he's taking a sharp rock, and he's running it up and down the thorn as if he's sharpening the thorn. And they just glance back in Bingo Dingo's direction with these sneaky-looking smiles on their faces. Ned, I'd like to uh, turn to Gentry. Call him over. Uh, yes, Mr. Mr. McScrooge. Hey, um, listen. I'm noticing that there's a couple uh, of these rat guys over there that look like... I don't know, I'm getting suspicious of vibes from him, but you know I'm not a hero. I was wondering if you could go talk to him, weed him out a bit, and if they seem like they're up to something, I hand him the tranquilizer gun. I say, maybe just handle it for me. And uh, as you drop the tranquilizer gun into his hands, uh, he stumbles with it for a bit, uh, manages to catch it before it falls on the ground, and he goes, uh, um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, these guys are real cute. I'm sure that they're not dangerous. Um, And he walks over towards them and he begins speaking with them and uh, instantly their demeanor shifts and they're speaking uh, in a very congenial manner with him. And then you notice from the side, uh, one of the quokkas suddenly reaches in with that sharpened thorn going for Gentry's side. Uh, Doesn't roll very well. Uh, Gentry rolls just a little bit better, so he manages to duck out of the way just in time so he doesn't get stabbed in the side by this thorn. And he fires the trank gun, but it goes high up into the sky and arcs out of sight. 
Uh, but this Quaka turns to the one who's speaking with Bingo Dingo and he goes, Hey boss, we're in trouble here. And uh, the guy talking to Bingo Dingo goes, Oh gosh, I guess our cover's blown. I think this is where I have to eat ya. Not if I eat you first. I'm gonna <laughs> wrestle him down. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead then and roll another initiative for combat with these adorable little fuzzy creatures. Why have I rolled so bad today? Just to clarify, we all got a trank gun and a real gun when we from Bingo Dingo, right? Before we set out? I think it was a machete and a trank gun. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, Bingo Dingo is more into melee weapons than projectile weapons, if I recall correctly. Uh, Bingo Dingo, what'd you get? I got a minus one. Bam, you are rolling bad. Penny's worth McScrooge, what'd you get? Um, plus one. John Paisley, what'd you get? I got zero. Zero, right in the middle. And then the Quokkas got a minus one as well. So they're going to be in contention with Bingo Dingo. So, Penny's worth. You are the first one to act. What would you like to do? I would like to, as quickly as I can, sprint over to Gentry, hand him my machete, slap him on the back, and say, you got this, man, and then turn around and run away. All right. So you use your action to assist Gentry. So that means he's going to get a plus one to his action. Uh, He looks at the machete in his hand. And just completely on instinct, he received an order. He's going to follow through on that order. He's going to take a slash at the Quokka nearest to him. And he's going to do that with Forceful. And yeah, he rolls a plus three. The Quokka is going to roll to dodge and only gets a plus one. So Gentry gets two shifts on him. And so, yeah, manages to deal two stress to the Quokka. Um, These guys, they may be large, but they're also a little bit squishy. So uh, you see that does quite a bit of damage to the Quokka, uh, but he's still holding on just barely. And that then is going to bring us to John Paisley. What would you like to do? I want to hide my boys behind whatever I can. If there's like a log or some tall grass or something. Okay, let's have you roll to overcome then. You're overcoming the Quokka's ability to find you. So go ahead and roll with careful. Actually, go roll with sneaky. This is a very sneaky thing that you're doing. Shoot. Careful was my highest one. Um, Sneaky, I got a one. But I want to spend a fate point to add two to that. All right. Uh, which of your aspects are you going to use? Uh, again, I'm, I'm doing it for my boys. Okay, so you pull Buster and Dave away, and you find a fairly large bush there that you toss them behind, and just as you leap behind it, you notice one of the quokkas kind of scan its eyes in your direction, sees you, but doesn't see the kids. So you've successfully hidden them from the quokkas. I mean, I guess that's all I can do on that turn, right? Yeah. So that's going to bring us to Bingo Dingo and the Quokkas. Uh, Bingo Dingo, what's your quick? Uh, my quick is plus two. Okay, so you do actually get the jump on these guys. So you can go first. What would you like to do? I'd like to use my stunt, wrestle it down, and I'd like to wrestle down this Quokka in front of me. All right. So, yeah, you're not going to need to roll for that. You just jump on top of this guy. Uh, you see he's beginning to bare his teeth towards you, and instead of the 
normal little cute quokka teeth, just these big old fangs. And you seeing that, you cut down low and put your arms around this guy, slam him down to the ground, and you've got him completely pinned. Is there anything that you would like to do uh, now that you have him pinned? Yeah, as I've got him pinned, uh, you know, pushed into the ground, I'd like to whisper into his ear from behind him and say, All right, listen, I'm a little above my pay grade here. You guys obviously know this place a lot better than I do. We need a guide. I want you to guide me out. Hmm. Roll with Forceful to try and make this argument against the Quokka. Rolled really bad again, but Forceful is my best one, so that's a plus one. He also rolled a plus one. Oh, man. So with a tie, you succeed, but you do so at a minor cost. The Quokka looks up at you and says, I can call off my boys, but I think you're going to have to do something for me first. All right, fine. What is it? I think I am still really, really hungry. I'm going to need you to offer me something to eat. Still with him pinned down. I'm going to reach into my pack and take out my Australian MREs. And I'm going to get the best chicken macaroni slop and open it up and just pour it down on the ground for him. And as you're opening it, uh, you see the name Sharpied on the side of it. Your friend, Jeremy, who you lost long ago. (laughs) And you have just a moment of remorse as you remember that he gave you this with his dying breath, but you pour it out in front of the quokka. And he turns to the rest of the quokkas and he says, Okay, guys, I think maybe we're a little bit uh, outnumbered in this situation. I'm going to go with these guys. What do you guys think? And the other two, so he makes his argument... And both of the other two, he was pretty persuasive. They look at him and they put their hands up in the air and they go, Okay, yeah, I think we... Okay, I don't want to die. I have a big old gash in my side right now. Uh, Maybe I should take a rest and then we can join with these guys and try and team up. You guys do look really, really tasty, but that macaroni stuff also looks pretty good. There's plenty more where that came from. No, 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 no. I am... I'm sorry, but after trying to eat us, we're expected to just travel with these guys now? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to buy it. Pennysworth, this is the last bit of fleck that I've gotten from you. You're hereby banished from the group. We'll see how good you can make it out on your own. Now, hold on, Mr. Dingo. I don't think you have the authority to do that. I think this is a a democracy that we're dealing with here, and we need to have this put to a vote. And you, my friend, are not in the majority. Well, wait. He's going to try and get the votes of the Quokas if you say that now. Oh, they they have just joined our group, and I don't think that they have a say yet because, you know, we, um, I don't want to say anything political. We're just going to say that they can't join our group. <laughs> <laughs> no, look here. Bingo. Bingo. And I'm going to pro- start walking up to him. I'm going to say, hey, if there's one thing that I've learned from you during my time out here that you gotta be rougher than the roughs and I'm gonna try and stab him with one of my tranquilizer darts my gosh okay <laughs> um go ahead and roll with sneaky uh bingo dingo roll with clever to see if you can notice this sneaky stab that he's making towards you plus one I rolled a plus two mm, so that means the attack does hit bingo dingo you feel this numbness beginning to wash over you 
uh, hasn't quite reached your head yet, but you can feel your senses starting to fade. As I fade to blackness, I'll just whisper, I was looking for the danger all around us when I should have been looking to the sides. And I'll collapse down onto the floor. All right, all right. You guys don't get to eat him. Yes, he was trying to kick me out of the group, but I haven't lost all my humanity yet. Yeah, I mean, you definitely seem like the alpha here. So I guess we're going to listen to what you say. Are you sure we can't eat him? Because, man, I was really close to him earlier, and he smells pretty good. I'm sure he's delicious. Hey, buddy, you need to listen to the 1%. (sighs) Now look, look, everyone, I appreciate you thinking I'm the alpha. I've run a lot of uh, big organizations in my time. I'm more of a thinking type, so I'll admit that's probably the dirtiest I've ever had to get my own hands. But, like I said, the bombs just barely dropped. You guys arrived much quicker than I expected, and I'm not ready to start sacrificing my fellow man. Yet. If you stick around, who knows what'll happen in a few days. Well, I mean, and he looks down at Bingo Dingo's unconscious body. Looks like you already have started sacrificing your fellow man to me. No, he's still alive. He's going to wake up in a little bit with a headache. Gentry? Yes? Can you carry him along with the pack? Oh, sure, sure, yeah, I can, I can, yeah. And he reaches down and slings Bingo Dingo over his shoulders, fireman carry style. And you see his knees are buckling as he tries to carry him along. But he says, sure thing, sure thing, Mr. McScrooge. Perfect. Now... I understand you all are going to lead us to the shoreline. Uh, yeah, there was something weird going on out in the distance. We're not entirely sure what was happening, but now that we're teamed up with you, hopefully we'll be able to make it through. All right, then let's get this show on the road. And as we're leaving, I go over to Gentry and I say, Mr. Gentry, you have been quite valuable in our little group here. Are you? Have, do you have a history in the Marines? Uh, not in the... Well, I mean, and he leans in close to you. Mr. McScrooge said I'm not supposed to tell anybody about my past with him. Um, but I did do a little bit of time in the Marines, yeah. And he looks over to make sure that Pennysworth isn't looking. And Pennysworth, you're, uh, do you want to try and notice this going on? Or are you just going to be busy talking with the Quakas? No, it's fine. I've got, I've got both eyes making sure these Quakas don't try and backstab us. All right. So yeah, he looks over and notices that Pennysworth is currently preoccupied and breathes a little sigh of relief. Well, Mr. Gentry, I just want to say thank you for your service. Um, yeah. Thank you for saying something nice to me at all. You just seem like the kind of guy that my boys could look up to. Oh, well, I mean, they seem like they've got a nice little bit of spunk and fire in them. Um, I'm glad to see that, you know, they're pulling their own weight. Oh, yeah, they are definitely some good boys or hardworking boys. They can be a little troublesome at times, I must admit. But at the end of the day, they know that uh, they want to follow just after their role models, after their adults' role models. Isn't that right, boys? What? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure thing, Dad. And Gentry uh, leans in close to you, and he says, Hey, um, you seem like you kind of have an idea of what's going on. Um... You know, Mr. Mr. McScrooge, he has lots of money, but um, I don't know that he has lots of wilderness survival skills. And now that Bingo Dingo is unconscious and he look, he gestures to Bingo Dingo's unconscious body draped over his shoulders. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little scared of Mr. McScrooge right now. Um, and I'm thinking maybe you should be the leader. Um, I do say I have some managerial experience, but... Um 
I think at this moment, I'm I'm willing to bet that Mr. Penny, uh, Penny's Worth might be able to lead us in the right direction, at least for now. He seems to be doing quite, he, he, he seems like a man who's done quite okay for himself, and so I respect that. But, um... If he decides to turn out of the way, I might have to lose my head, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I would not be disappointed if you did that. <laughs> Gentry. <laughs> so much subterfuge in this group. Uh, I feel so betrayed. And uh, at that moment, he stands up straight, looks back towards Penny's Worth, and just gives John Paisley a little bit of a nod and says, Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay, okay and just walks back over to Penny's Worth. And Dave and Buster come walking up at that point, and you notice Dave has just like a little bag of baby carrots that he's chomping on. And he goes, hey, uh, dad, there's weird stuff going on here. Are we, before we left, mom said that uh, if anything really, really weird happened that we should let her know about it. And there's some really, really weird stuff going on. Boys, I'm telling you as your father, there are some things that we just don't need to tell mother right now. And let's just say, if you keep this to yourselves, there is a brand new PlayStation 5 involved in this. Oh, oh, cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, sweet. Now, we just don't want to worry mother now, do we? Oh, no. I mean, PlayStation 5 is better than mom, right? <laughs> That's right. You keep on eating your baby carrots. <laughs> okay. Let's go off towards the shore. These uh, furry guys, they're kind of creepy, but I mean, we gotta get home somehow. And so, uh, yeah, you guys all band together and continue walking off towards the shoreline. Let's see. One thing I feel like I should note real quick, Penny's Worth, is there anything that you do about Bingo Dingo? Um, so when he wakes up, he's definitely not gonna be very happy with you. Is there anything that you're going to do about that? Um, no. I'm gonna tie his uh, wrists in knots, but uh, I wanna look like I'm taking some initiative and not putting it all on Gentry to just, it's just kind of a show for our new our new friends. Um, but the problem is Penny's Worth has no idea how to tie a knot. So I'm just gonna sort of wrap and twist a bunch of rope around uh, Bingo Dingo's wrists. All right, roll a clever check to see how well that goes. It is a plus one. All right. I I think this would be an interesting place for me to spend one of my fate points to compel you uh, using your trouble. Money can't buy happiness. It also did not buy you good knot tying skills. Yep, that's fair. So you wrap it around. You tug on it a couple times. And you're like, okay, that's probably good. And uh, you start heading off into the desert. And as you're walking along for a moment, the lead quokka turns towards you and says, this is where we saw that weird stuff going on. I, wait, do you hear that? And sure enough, you hear this very loud noise. It starts out very soft and starts to get louder very quickly. Um, it's this odd combination of deeply revving engines with, it sounds like some really upbeat guitar riffs. And is that like trombones and trumpets in the background as well? And this procession of vehicles you see comes up over the ridge 
Uh, these vehicles are decked out super crazy. They've got like flamethrowers on the sides of them. They're belching smoke up into the air. And there's one of these vehicles that has on the front of it an entire ska band just blasting out music as they get towards you. And right as they approach you, they all skid to a stop. And one of the guys, uh, you see a hatch open up on one of these war machines. And somebody steps out wearing this big old mask over his face. He's got uh, one of those hats that has like the crocodile teeth around the brim. And he looks down towards you and says, Well there, looks like the Brotherhood of Brass just found some new toys to play with, done it. And I think that is where we're going to pick up next time. Thank you all for listening to Improv Tabletop. Uh, We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of the Fallout Back. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. Uh, We're also on Twitter, at Improv Tabletop. If you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, tweet about us using hashtag ImpTabSetting or hashtag ImpTabAspect. That's ImpTab, I-M-P-T-A-B. Let's do a round of plugs. Uh, I have a cat named Strahd von Zarovich. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at a cat named Strahd. Um, we're playing through Curse of Strahd right now in one of my D&D groups. And uh, I'm going to be putting up some Strahd-related content because it's my favorite adventure. Also, not a plug for anything that I'm part of, but the Brotherhood of Brass is definitely an Unraveled reference. Uh, if you haven't watched any of Brian David Gilbert's content on Polygon, go ahead and watch it. It's great. Um, BDG, if you're listening to this, you're one of my heroes. We'd love to have you as a guest on the show. Um, <laughs> let's see. Caleb, is there uh, anything that you would like to plug this week? Uh, I recently recorded a few episodes with um, a sketch comedy podcast put together by Jamie Gilbert, which a few of you know. Um, it's called Bit of Funny. Um, no, sorry. That's her That's her other comedy podcast. This one is called Funny Comb. So if you look that up wherever podcasts are sometime in the near future, those are really fun. Go check them out. Nice. Evan, what you got going on? Oh, boy. Uh, so unfortunately, I did have to uh, cancel my gamma radiation performance. Uh, apparently, it's not really the best idea, according to my doctors, who I generally don't like. I don't like letting them get in the way of my art. But this time they, they sort of stepped in a little more firmly. Also, it turns out that acquiring large amounts of gamma radiation is uh, di- more difficult than I previously expected. So uh, this week uh, I'm doing something a little more reasonable and a little more easy to procure. And I am uh, super gluing a 150 flowers to my bare chest and walking through a Hawaiian queen bee farm. Nice. Uh, any particular type of flowers that you're looking for? Uh, particularly lilies. No particular reason other than they're my least favorite flower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, we'll be sure to follow up with how that's going. Um, assuming that your throat has not swollen up to the point where you can no longer breathe. JP, what you got going on? I'm just going to go spend some time in South America with Nicolas Cage looking for treasure. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I forgot your uh, your incredibly close relationship that you have with Nicolas Cage that I've always been very jealous of. That's what happens when you're insta-famous. It's going to be a big trip. I'm excited. 
Yeah, that's why I am really, really pulling for my cat to get famous on Instagram because that's the only way I'm ever going to be able to go on trips with Nicolas Cage. Please follow my cat. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here at Improv Tabletop. Much love and stuff. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.